Let's pray as we jump into the word this morning. Jesus, we love you so much. Amen. Amen. That's it, y'all. That's it. We just love you, Jesus. Come on. We just love you. I think sometimes we, we can kind of get too religious and, and think that things have to be a certain way, but bless God, we, we live in the presence of God all day long. Our lives should be a prayer of blessing to the Lord. Amen. Sorry. Sometimes you just got to shake it up, right? It's good to shake it up in church sometimes. All right. Hey, if you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to Psalm chapter 150? Psalm 150. It's the last chapter in the book of Psalms. I want to read through that here in just a moment. I want to take a moment to thank Brother Billy and Sister Peggy for giving me the opportunity to share what God has put on my heart. It's always an honor to share the pulpit. It's always an honor to share what God has given me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, praise the Lord. I think, I think that phrase, we, we use it so much in church that I think sometimes we, we, we just get used to it, and we just kind of settle in, and, and we, we just kind of, I don't know, but I, listen, praise the Lord. Come on, someone lift up some praise to God this morning in his house. In fact, that's what I want to talk about today is praise. We're going to talk about praise this morning, if that's all right with you, because I, I think that this, this phrase, we use it all the time, praise the Lord, we say it all the time. So we'll, for instance, if someone comes to you and says, hey, thank you so much for, for praying for my grandma, she's feeling much better, most of the time our, our go-to church person response is, well, praise the Lord, right? We'll, we'll praise the Lord. <laughs> and I think sometimes we can say this word so much that, that we kind of just forget what it means or, or lose sight of just how important it is to praise the Lord. And, and so today and over the next few times that I preach, I want to speak about this subject of praise and, and what is praise? What is it all about? We want to ask questions like, you know, why does God require our praise? I, I've heard people, I've had students that, that said, well, you know, I, I don't know about serving a God who's so egotistical that he tells people to praise him. You know, what is, what, what's that all about? Why does God demand for people to praise him? I've, I've had people ask that question before, and people think that, and, and, and so we want to talk about things like that. I don't want to dodge those types of questions. Those are real questions. They're valid questions that people have, and, and I want to look at things too like what happens when we praise like, is it, is it just something that just comes off of our lips, or is there something truly taking place in the spiritual world? And uh, so over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about some of these things. But today, I want to ask the question, what is praise? What is praise? What is praise? Everyone say, everything that breathes. Everything that breathes. The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So the title of the message today is this, everything that breathes. Everything that breathes. Psalm chapter 150, starting in verse 1, it says, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heaven. 
Praise him for his mighty works. Praise his unequaled greatness. Praise him with a blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with the lyre and the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with strings and flutes. Praise him with a clash of cymbals. Praise him with loud clanging cymbals. Let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. I want to break this up today into just three parts. And here's point number one. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. I think this is important for all of us to understand. Praise is an expression. It's an expression. And I've had students before that I would, you know, talk to and I encourage them, you know, hey, you know, we need to worship God. We, we say it all the time in youth church. A quiet church is a dead church, and we're not a dead church, so we refuse to be quiet. We're going to get a little bit loud, and we say it all the time. We say worship is Come on, Carter's got it right there. Worship is an outward expression of your love for God. And, and I've talked to students before. They said, well, you know, I'm worshiping in my heart. I worship God in my heart. I said, well, you might be thankful to God in your heart, but you cannot worship in your heart. Worship is an expression of your thankfulness. It's an expression of your love. Can I be really bold with us here today, church? You are not worshiping if you're not expressing yourself. Because that's what worship is. That's what praise is. It's an expression. And I understand. I get it. Uh, I, I was raised in a, a church denomination that, that looked down on any type of expression in a church service. And so you could stand there and you could clap. But anything beyond that, you would be talked to after the service. You know, hey, uh, you know, Brother Wisdom, we, you know, we saw you, you raise your hand, you know, during praise and worship, and we just want to let you know that, you know, things. <laughs> and, uh, and, and let me tell you, I'm not dogging on any denomination or, or anyone's beliefs, but whenever I read the Word of God, I see something completely different. Praise is something that you do. It's an expression. And if you've ever felt uncomfortable or, or, you know, you just had that that little voice on the inside, you know, saying, well, in church, it's supposed to be reverent and, and, uh, you know, you're supposed to be reverent and and pious. Can I encourage you today? That's not what the Word says. And I want to look at that and show you just what I mean whenever I say that, but praise is an expression. It's an expression. Uh, I'm sure you knew this, but the Bible was not originally written in Hebrew or in English. It was written in Hebrew and Greek, and many, 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 many years later, translated into English. And so, whenever we read, whenever I read, that's the the only language that I know. Uh, but whenever I read my English language Bible, I, I can get a good idea of what was written in the Hebrew and Greek, but there are some words or some phrases or some terms that we read in English that it would give you a hint of an idea but not give you the full expression of what the writer was, was 
attempting to say. And if you, had, if you were able to read Hebrew or Greek, you, you get kind of a better understanding uh, of a lot of these things. And so for us, it, it does us a lot of good to look back into these Hebrew and Greek words to, to gain a fuller understanding of what they mean. And so, for, for instance, in, uh, in English, we will say, I love my family, or I love coffee, or I love the Dallas Cowboys. Or, I love the, the Texas Rangers because no one's going to love the Houston Astros. They're all cheaters, even though they're, they're in the World Series, but they must have cheated to get there somehow, some way. As a Rangers fan, I have to say that. Or you may say, you know, I love the fall weather. Or, I, I love chocolate cake. Or, I love Jesus. In, in our English, we have this one word that we use to describe a lot of different feelings that we have. Because I, I hope, at least for, for me it's this way, I hope it is for you too, but I, I don't love Jesus the same way that I love coffee. Like, we, we have to understand that, right? Like, I'll say I love Jesus or I love coffee, but I'm not saying the same thing. I'm using the same word, but I'm saying two different things here. And, and I hope that, that you understand that in your life, too. I hope those things don't, don't rank up at, their, at the same level for you. But we have to understand our English language is a little bit different. In the Greek, there's four words that are used to describe love. Four words that are used. You, you got a storge, which is like a, a family-type love. You have philia, which is a family-type love. There's the word eros, which is a romantic love, and then the word that you've probably heard preached on several times, uh, agape, which is an unconditional love. And so whenever we read in our English Bibles, we see the word love, but if you go back and look in the Greek, it'll say philia or agape or eros or storge. It'll give us any one of these four words, but whenever we read in our English language, we just see love. And it's up to us to kind of determine what type of love it's talking about, right? Well, it's the same way for the word praise. Here in our English, we had this word praise. Praise the Lord. But what does that mean? There's actually seven different Hebrew words that are used in the Old Testament. Whenever we read our word praise, it's one of seven different Hebrew words that is being used. And so I, I just want to uh, show you a few of these real quick right here so we can kind of get an understanding of what it means to praise. Uh, and so we, we've got a, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, we've got the word halal, yada, Torah, zomar, tehillah, barak, and shabak. And so all of these words mean different things. So for instance, halal, it means to shine or to make a show of or to boast. It means to rave, to celebrate, to rage, or to be clamorously foolish. I don't know if you knew that or not, but apparently, some of our praise, by the way, halal is the most used Hebrew word for our English word, praise. In the Bible, most of the time, whenever you see the word praise, it's, it's halal. Halal. And 
the root of its meaning is to be clamorously foolish. I don't know about you, but to me, that, that seems a complete opposite of just being still and quiet before the Lord. And, and I'm not saying that there aren't times to be still and quiet before the Lord. Don't misunderstand me, but we have to know, too, that there are appropriate times to act a fool for Jesus. Is that cool? Is that all right with everybody? <laughs> there are times where it's okay to boast about God in a way that's a little bit crazy. It's okay to celebrate, to dance in a way that, that people might say, well, I don't know if that's appropriate, right? But listen, we are serving a God who has given us the greatest gift that could ever be given. We have something to boast about. We have something to halal. We have something to get a little bit crazy about. Is that okay? Is that all right to say that? All right. Sorry, sorry. I love this halal. It's also uh, where we get our word. It's actually, uh, it, if you combine that word halal with the Hebrew word yah, halal, Yah, it's where we get our, our word that we use a lot, hallelujah. It's the root of hallelujah. Whenever we say hallelujah, do you know what we're saying? Get a little bit crazy for Yahweh. That's what that word means. It means to boast a little bit louder about Yahweh, the Lord. It means to act a little bit more expressive for your God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hello. We find this in Psalm chapter 149, verse 3. It says, Halal, praise, halal his name with with what? I might get in trouble for saying this, but I didn't think you could dance in church. <laughs> I guess that's the biblical permission. I don't know, but <laughs> halal his name with dancing. Church, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I don't want to stay too long in that. The next word, yada, yada. It means to worship with extended hands or to throw a stone or an arrow. I would probably say we shouldn't bring our arrows to church next week. And if you do, and if you throw them, then make sure it's in a safe direction. I kind of don't want to get, you know, hit in the neck with a thrown arrow. Uh, but listen, this is a word for praise in the Hebrew, yada, and this is, what it, this is the idea that it's giving us. If you've ever been to a uh, professional sporting game, I, I love sports, and, and I'm a huge Texas Ranger fan, and uh, I was at the 2010 uh, American League Championship Series in Game 6 where Nelson Cruz, the bases are loaded, it's the bottom of the 11th inning, and Nelson Cruz for the Texas Rangers, gets up to bat. The score is tied, and I'm sitting way up in the nosebleeds, way up there. Couldn't, I was in college, couldn't afford any better tickets, but I'm sitting way up there. The stadium is packed with 45,000 fans. He's up to bat. The bases are loaded, no outs. He takes a swing, and it goes way over the fence, but it landed in foul territory. And the whole crowd is like, ah. Oh. 
And everyone's just like, man, we almost won this game. Like, we're getting ready to go to the World Series. This is going to be great. And he gets up and he hits another ball foul. And everyone just collectively, oh. And then finally, I guess he got a good pitch to hit. And he hit that thing, and it was a no-doubter, an easy home run, walk-off, grand slam. And I have never been in a place that loud before in my life. The crowd erupted. They're screaming. They're jumping. But there is one pose that was easy to see with nearly every single Ranger fan in attendance. You want me to show you what it is? Yes, yes! Yada! That's what this word is showing us. It means to lift your hands like you're throwing a stone. Just picture picking up a stone and just, ah! Like, this is the, the pose. That's what this word means. It's to, to yada, to praise, to be expressive, like you're throwing something. It's a, it's a posture of victory. And it's what it is, is it's a way to thank God for the victory that he has given. Come on. In church, we need to, we, I think, my opinion, we need to do a little bit more yadahing. You want me to show you the opposite of yadah? This is a posture of fear. This is a posture where you feel like you're in danger. Yadah is the opposite. Come on. We've got a God who's won. We've got a God who has won the war, and he is worthy of our praise. Yadah. Let them, Psalm 107, verse 15, let them yada the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Come on. This next word, toda. Look at your neighbor and say, toda. This is the one that we kind of envision the most whenever we have corporate worship. It's a worship of thanksgiving with extended hands an extension of the hands in thanksgiving. It's like you're looking up at God saying, God, thank you. Thank you. You are worthy. You have been so good. You have been so good. Psalm chapter 50, verse 23 says, but giving thanks, and that's the, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. That's the, the word it chose to give. But in other translations, you may see where it says praise is a sacrifice that truly honors me. What it's saying is lifting your hands in thanks is a sacrifice of praise that truly honors me. That's what God has to say about Torah. Wow. Zamar. Zamar means to make music. You may wonder why you come to church and we sing. I don't, maybe you've never thought about that. Maybe you're just so used to going to church and people singing. But there's actually a reason why we sing? Because it's a way to praise God. And that's what zamar means. It, it, zamar is actually more specific. It means to make music as a way of thanksgiving. To make music. That's why we have keyboards and guitars and drums and, and horns and, and bass and all of these things is because we want to use these instruments to make music as a thanksgiving offering to God. Zamar. Psalm chapter 147, verse 1. 
It says, praise the Lord, or halal yah, praise the Lord. How good to sing zamar to our God. How delightful and how fitting. We do it because it's fitting. It's a fitting way to praise God. The next word is tehillah, the Hebrew word tehillah. Not to be confused with the Spanish word tequila. Tehillah. It means a new song of praise or to boast about God through song. So this is more of your, your singing, to give a song, to write a song, to perform a song of praise. And I know that tequila may help you to sing a song, uh, but tequila is, is more specifically a song of praise. Tehila can also be translated as psalm. Our whole, we've got a whole book in the Bible called Psalms. That's what we've been reading from all day today. That's that word tehillim. It's the Hebrew word tehillim. In fact, if you're reading a Hebrew Bible, it's not called psalm. It's called tehillim. What that means is many tehillah, many tehillah, many songs of praise. I don't know if you knew this or not, but whenever you read the book of Psalms, you're reading songs that were written to God as a form of worship, as a form of adoration and praise. Tehillah. Psalm 22, verse 3, we see this word. It says, yet you are holy, enthroned on the Tehillah of Israel, enthroned on the songs of praise of your people. We've got the word Barak, which means to kneel, to bless, to salute, or to thank. I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but sometimes we have people that They'll come down to the altar, and, and they'll get down on their knees, and they'll kneel before the Lord in worship. That's a biblical pose, church. That is a posture of praise, to kneel before the Lord. What that is doing is saying, God, I will humble myself as I remember your great deeds, as I remember your mighty acts, as I remember your glory, I will humble myself. I will posture myself in a place of humility. And this last word, well, I'm sorry, Barack, uh, not to be confused with Obama either, uh, but Barack to kneel. Uh, Psalm chapter 96, verse 2 says, sing to the Lord, Barack, his name, kneel, bow to his name. And my Bible tells me that one day every knee will bow. Every knee will bow at the name of Jesus. Every knee will barack. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. And this last word of the seven is shabak. It means to address in a loud tone or to shout in triumph. It's about to get loud up in here. <laughs> Come on, as the church, we should be Shabbat. We should be a people that can praise without shame, without fear, without feeling embarrassed. We should be a people that remembers so highly the things that God has done and who he is that it's not a chore for us to say, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Come on! It's okay to Shabbat, church. It's okay. 
Psalm chapter 117, verse 1 and 2, it says, Praise or halal the Lord, all you nations. Shabbat him. Lift up his name is what that means, all you people of the earth. Why? For his unfailing love for us is powerful. The Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, church. I love this in Psalm 150, the portion that we started, started reading. In verse 3 and 4, 5, it tells you how you can praise the Lord, how you can praise the Lord. And I love this about God. I think some people would think, well, that's selfish for, for God to tell people how to praise Him. Like, shouldn't we be able to choose that ourselves? But I love so much that we have a God, because let me put it this way. Have you ever had someone that you love and you wanted to buy them a gift for birthday or Christmas or anything, and, and you're like, how do I buy a gift for someone who has everything? How do you buy a gift for someone who has everything? And, and you think, my goodness, this, this person, they got everything, so what do I get them? Like, nothing is going to seem meaningful, right? And so you, you, you basically torment yourself trying to figure out, what do I get someone who has everything? Well, my family, several years ago, uh, we started something. I think my oldest sister uh, kind of threw the idea out there, and everyone in my family was like, yep, that's good, because uh, I've got four siblings. So there's five of us kids and, and my parents, and, and now we're, we're married, and and have spouses and, and children ourselves, and, and so our, my family has, has grown a lot, and so my oldest sister is like, hey, um, and whenever we have Christmas, instead of just buying random things for everybody, because that can get expensive and, and crazy and hectic and frustrating, they're like, Let, let's, let's draw names, right? And so that way, if I draw your name, I get you a gift uh, you know, for you. So I don't have to buy for the whole family, and that way everyone gets a gift. And, and, uh, and so we thought, well, that's a good idea. And my, I think it's my oldest brother. He said, well, let's just go a step further. Uh, there, there's this app. It's called Elfster, if you want to look it up, like an elf, a Christmas elf. Elfster, Elfster. And you can actually go on there and create a wish list, right, of things. People can see their wish list, and you can create these gift exchange events where, uh, and it'll draw names for you, and so it'll give you the person within this gift exchange to buy for. And uh, I know for some of y'all, y'all probably think, man, this, is, this family is so shallow. Like, my goodness, that, this just takes all the fun out. Well, to us, it takes all the stress out of it. But anyways, so we started doing this gift exchange because there are times whenever you want to give someone something, but you don't know what to give them. And it's a good thing to give. I think it's, my opinion anyway, is that it's more thoughtful to give something that they want, right? And I love that God, who has everything, has given us a list of what would make him happy, of what would make him excited, of what would please him. He said, I, listen, I've got everything. I own a cattle on a thousand hills. You know what you could give me? Some praise. Come on, what do you give a God who has everything? Praise. And I love that he showed us not just that we could give him praise, but he showed us ways that we could praise. To me, that's so thoughtful of him. I don't know about you, but to me, I'm like, God, that was really thoughtful. 
Because you could have left us here to have to try to figure these things out ourselves, but instead you told us what's fitting, what's appropriate. And can I encourage you and challenge you today? There are some forms of praise that are appropriate that we've been withholding. And for some, you might have been giving praise that was inappropriate at the time. And it's up to us to, to understand and to you know, ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, in this moment, how can I best praise you? How can I lift up your name in a way that's appropriate, in a way that's fitting? That should be our prayer, church. That should be our prayer. But praise, if you'll notice, all seven of these words, there's one thing that they have in common. They are all an expression, an expression that comes from the heart but comes out through your body. Lifting your hands, kneeling, singing, shouting, playing an instrument, all of these things are ways to bless, to praise the Lord. And, and in Psalm 150, it says to praise the Lord with symbols. Sorry, that wasn't me, y'all. Praise the Lord with symbols. And I asked Brad if he would let me borrow this here. His drumsticks are, there's literally sawdust falling off of them. I don't know if you've noticed, whenever Brad plays, he plays. And it's awesome. I love it. I love to watch Brad play the drums. It's great. It's incredible. And I, I think he plays the symbol like it's meant to be played. Can I show you how it's not meant to be played? Listen, church, if that is the extent of our praise, then maybe we're not praising in an appropriate way. I love this. He says, praise him with the blast of a ram's horn. Like, he has been good. If you just give him a little, come on, that, that's, not, that's not giving an accurate representation of what he's done in your life. Place him with the lyre and the harp. And this, this is your, your string instruments, like your guitar. And your, we, we don't have a harp, but you, you get the idea. It says, praise him with the tambourine, or your version might say the timbrel. What that means is, is like drums. It's, it's a piece of cloth that's stretched, stretched tightly over a ring that you bang. Praise him with the drums, with the tambourine, with the timbrel, and praise him with dancing. Praise him with strings and with flutes. Praise him with a crash of cymbals. Anybody have an idea what we're about to do? <laughs> he goes even further. Praise him with loud, clanging symbols. Can I be pastoral for just a moment? I really don't want to. I'm not trying to beat anyone over the head. I'm not trying to say, you're not doing it right. What I'm trying to say is we need to evaluate our hearts because if this is our praise, then maybe we're not giving him what he deserves. Because we read in the book of Psalms where it says, praise the Lord. It's expressive. It's a little bit loud. You might not be comfortable with the amount of noise, but he says, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Get a little bit crazy. Get a little bit loud. Let your praise be an expression of his glory. Let your praise be an expression of thankfulness for what he has done in your life. Praise the Lord. Halal. The Lord. Toda. The Lord. Shabbat. The Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just trying to redeem this phrase today because I think that, that we say it so often that, that we just kind of, it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other. But praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord. I think it would do us good to, to motivate ourselves. David had to motivate himself. He said, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Now, I take comfort in this because David wrote the majority of these songs of praise. He was the worship leader of his generation, and there are times where he came in and his soul didn't feel like praising the Lord. So what did he do? <sighs> been a hard day. It's been a long week. No, 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 no. That's not what he did. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises will continually be in my mouth. Bless the Lord. Soul, wake up within me and praise his name. Bless the Lord. And let me tell you, I, I can tell you for a fact, I know this to be true in my own life. If there are times where my mind is just tormented with, with the, the tricks and the devices of the enemy, the one thing that I have that overcomes that is praise. If you will just start to talk about the Lord, if you will start to remind yourself about how good he is and what he has done, all of a sudden your soul is going to say, well, you know what, I, let, let's get up. Let's get up. Let's, let's shake some cobwebs off. Let's praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on. Here's the thing. I'm sorry. I don't mean to, to just bang on this one point. I had three points. I might not even get to all of it. But this is what I'm trying to say. Praise is an expression. It is an expression. Praise the Lord. Here's point number two. Praise is for God. Praise is for God. Can I be mean for just a second? Look at your neighbor. I'll tell you what, I'll let you be mean. Look at the person you're sitting beside. Tell them very emphatically, it's not about you. It's not about you. Praise. I think it, does, it will do us good to remember. Praise, church. It's not about me. It's not about me. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, we hear this story of, of David, and as, as the ark of God is being brought back into Jerusalem, David is leading all of the people in praise, and they're going before the ark, and it tells us that David is dancing before the Lord. 
He's dancing before the Lord. And it tells us that his wife, Michael, who was Saul's daughter, the previous king of Israel, she looked down out of the window as David was approaching and she saw him dancing and she was filled with contempt for him. Contempt for him. She got disgusted, I think is what the New Living Translation says. And when David comes home that evening, his wife, Michael, feels the need to correct him. It says, David, how distinguished you look today. Dancing in front of all the servant girls like any vulgar person might do. You can read 2 Samuel chapter 6. You know what David responded? He said, I was dancing before the Lord. And he tells Michael why. And it, it kind of might have hurt her feelings a little bit. But he said, I was dancing because God chose me above all of your relatives to lead his people. And so... I danced before the Lord. And you might not have felt like it was appropriate. You might not have felt like as a king that that was a very distinguished thing to do. But let me tell you, Michael, I am willing to get a lot more foolish in my own eyes than that if it means I'm lifting up the name of God. Church, that's praise. That's praise. And let me tell you, sometimes our praise may look inappropriate to some. There may be some that will say, oh, I, don't I don't know about that church. They're kind of, I don't know about them. Or I don't know about that person. They, they're kind of out there. They're a little bit strange, kind of weird. We have to remind ourselves, it's not about me. And I love what David says. He says, I'm willing to look foolish, not just in your sight, Michael, but I'm willing to look foolish in my own sight. I'm willing to make such a fool of myself if it means that I can make God look bigger, make God look better to those around that need to see an example of who God is. I, it doesn't matter. My praise is going to come out, and you're going to see it. They're going to see it. I'm going to see it because that's what praise is. It's an expression, and it's meant for God. It's meant for God. And that brings up the subject, well, what is appropriate in praise? What is an appropriate expression? And let me tell you again, we have to be led by the Holy Spirit to know. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit to know. Because there's sometimes you may get a little expressive and it may not be the appropriate time for, for that, you know, uh, Shabbat right then or whatever. We need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. God, how can I worship you in a way that will make me smaller and you greater. And I think we need to be sensitive to that. Listen, I'm not, I'm not advocating for a church that just goes crazy and, and just absolutely nuts, bonkers, wild, uh, so that everyone that ever comes to visit is like, nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but I am saying this. Our praise should be appropriate. It should be appropriate. Sometimes it's appropriate to be loud. Sometimes it's appropriate to be quiet. Sometimes it's appropriate to throw your hands and yada. Sometimes it's appropriate to barack and kneel down. 
but praise is for God. We cannot forget that part. It is for God. And there, there may be some that think, well, I don't like that song that they sing. Can, can I lovingly say to you, it's not about you. <laughs> well, I, I don't like how Brad plays the drums so loud. <laughs> lovingly, from my heart, it's not about you. Okay, I'm, not, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm not trying to, to, to throw stones at anybody. What I'm trying to say is this. When we come in here to praise as a body of believers, our hearts should come in with the mentality that I don't know about everybody else, but I came to praise the Lord. I came to lift him up. And there might be a song that <clears throat> I don't necessarily like, but it doesn't matter because it's not about me anyway. I'm just going to choose to praise the Lord. Imagine, imagine for just a moment that, that God looks down and, and he sees us in our church because we're, we're never going to agree on everything, church. Can we say that? The Bible, God, Jesus tells us to, to live in perfect unity, but there's going to be things that we're just not going to have the same opinion on. We, we understand that. And so you can't, you know, saying goes, you can't please everybody. So whenever we come in, there's going to be things that you might not you might not see eye to eye with the way that things have been structured in a church. Can I say, that's okay. That's okay. It doesn't mean you're right or wrong. It doesn't mean anybody up here is right or wrong. But we need to come with the attitude and the mindset that it doesn't matter what is being sung. It doesn't matter what is being taught, if I agree with it or not. It doesn't matter if, if I had to sit two rows back further than I usually do. It doesn't matter if someone came and shook my hand or not. I didn't come here for that. I didn't come here for me. I came here to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I really hope, I, I'm, I'm not trying to badger anybody. I hope we understand that. I, I'm lovingly saying this because as, as a body of believers, we have to come to that understanding. It's all about Jesus. We're going to get some things right as a church. We're going to get some things wrong as a church. We're going to get some things right as a community. We're going to get some things wrong as a community. We're going to do some things right in relationship. We're going to do some things wrong in relationship. We're all living and growing and learning together. But when we're here, the perfect unity that we should live in is our praise. God, we praise you. We praise the Lord. Here's the last one right here. If the worship team would go ahead and come. Praise is natural. It is natural for you to praise. Like I said, I grew up in a church denomination where expressive praise was not normal. And I remember coming into this room for the first time and it was culture shock for me, seeing people lift up their hands, seeing people go down to the altar and praying for one another. Uh, I, I saw people my own age as a young teenager lifting their hands, and I thought, my goodness, I thought only adults did that. I mean, that, that was my mentality. That's, that's the way that I, I grew up. And so when my family came here, it was new for me. Everything was new. And although I was, I was sitting maybe a few rows back from where Miss Diane is sitting right now, just right there in the very middle, and I see all these people praising, I was sitting there like I was taught, like I was, you know, supposed to, and, and I remember thinking, well, I, can I raise my hands? 
can I move out of the, the pew a little bit and get in the aisle? Am I allowed to go to the front? Am I allowed to praise? Like, is this normal? Is this what it's supposed to look like? And my mind is telling me, no, 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 you stay right where you are, Samuel. But my spirit was saying something else. And in that moment, listen, church, I was trying to hold it in so hard. I was trying to do like I was taught. I was, I was standing there while the worship team was singing, and I was just trying to hold it in so that I literally, I came to tears because my body, my mind was saying no, my spirit, my body is saying yes, let's go, let's do it. This funny looking man, there was a guest group that came up here with some of, uh, Starla was going to Christ for the Nations and they had a, a drama team, this funny looking guy comes down there and out of all the people, he comes right to me, he comes down the aisle right to where I was sitting, he says, can I pray with you? I said, sure, you know. What else do you say? <laughs> no, go away. Sure. So he put his hand on my shoulder and he started to pray for me. I was filled with the Holy Spirit right there. And let me tell you, my mom was standing right next to me. And any other time in my childhood, I would have been embarrassed out of my mind to lift my hands in worship right there, come, having our family having come from a church background that didn't do that. But in that, after, after he prayed for me, after I was filled with the Holy Spirit, the only thing I wanted to do was just yada. I just wanted to throw my hands up in praise. I just wanted to give God some glory. Let me tell you, praise is natural. If you don't express your thankfulness, it's because you've been taught otherwise. But praise is natural. Go to that baseball game and see how foolish people act whenever a home run is hit or whenever that your, your hometown football team scores that touchdown. Just see how crazy people go. They're going to be yadawing at a pigskin being thrown around, at some leather being tossed back and forth. They're going to dance. If you've ever been to a professional game, they've got that big screen, the jumbotron, and and during the in-between innings, they'll show people on the screen. The reason why they do that is because whenever they show you on the screen, people, it's just natural. It just comes out of them, I guess. Maybe they've had a little bit of the tequila, not the tequila, but maybe they've had a little bit of, of liquid motivation, and, and uh, they, they, their face gets put up on the screen. What do they do? They act foolish. They'll chug a beer or they'll lean over and kiss somebody or, or they'll dance around. They, they, they act a fool, right? Because praise is natural. Expressing what you feel is natural. It's the way that God made you. This teenage generation, they're dancing on TikTok and nobody cares because everybody's dancing on TikTok. If you go to a concert, you're going to sing, you're going to dance. If you go to a wedding, you're going to celebrate. You might even make yourself look a little bit foolish if they have a dance floor. I've seen it before. I'm not a big dancer, by the way. My wife gets on to me all the time. I guess i got to learn to halal a little bit more. But 
come on, if, if, where, where, where are all my hunters at? If you're, if you're a hunter and you get that big buck in the woods, I guarantee you you're not just going to sit there, oh, that was fun. Guess I'll just wait and go get him. No, you're going to be, yes, yes, come on. You're going to be celebrating. You're going to be celebrating. Teenagers, if, if your parents came and surprised you with a brand new car for your 16th birthday, you're not just going to be, thanks, Mom, thanks, Dad. You're going to be giddy. You're going to be dancing around. If you get a raise at your job, you're not going to be like, well, that was nice. You're going to say, hallelujah, about time, right? What I'm trying to say is this. Praise is natural. It's the way that God made us. He made us to be expressive. He made us to, to be celebratory with our actions and our expressions. And I honestly think it's, it's, it's kind of sad that we tend to reserve those expressions for things that don't really matter. When we, church, when we have been given the greatest gift, the greatest thing and the greatest expression of love that could ever be given why would we say I'm going to hold it in why would we say I'm not going to move why would we say I'm not going to lift our hands why would we say I refuse to shout church we should be the loudest people on God's beautiful earth because we know the king of the universe we have been given his Holy Spirit as a seal, as a guarantee of those precious promises that we were given. We have been given a gift, the name above all names. We have a reason to praise. And let me tell you, we need to make praise natural in the church again. We need to make praise natural in our homes again. We need to make praise natural in our relationships again. We need to boast about the Lord, to heap good words on Him. We need to lift Him up for all to see and say, hey, this is who you can know. You want a reason to shout? I can give you a reason to shout. You want a reason to dance and look a little bit foolish? I can give you a little bit of a reason to dance and look a little bit foolish. Come on, it's natural. It's natural. Mm. Look at someone you're sitting beside and say, you're good at this. You're good at this. You're good at praise. It might not feel natural, but if it doesn't, then the reason why is probably because we've taught ourselves that that's not the appropriate thing to do. But I love that the word tells us otherwise. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to read this one more time. Psalm 150, verse 1 through 6. As we get ready to worship and praise again. Praise the Lord. Come on, church. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heaven. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise his unequaled greatness. God, there is no one like you. Praise him with a blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with a lyre and harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. 
Praise him with strings and flutes. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with loud clanging cymbals. Let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We worship you, God. We worship you because you're worth it. Because you're worth it because you deserve it. Come on. If you would stand to your feet, let's praise the Lord today.